George Floyd is the boy who cried wolf. Mr. Reagan. So I just got done watching the body cam footage uh, of the police officers who were arresting George Floyd. And does this change anything? Uh, Not for me. But I do think that it changes things, possibly in the mind of a lot of people who basically just believed that this, the death of George Floyd was 100% and completely police misconduct, right? Um, I, I watched David Harris Jr.'s video on it. Uh, he's always amazing. I feel like I have been duped. I feel like I've been set up. And as an American citizen, I feel like this entire debacle, the chaos that is ensuing on our streets all over the place is not warranted. I love David Harris Jr. I've met the man personally, uh, and I agree with him for the most part, everything he says in this video. But he says one thing I, I do disagree with. David Harris Jr. says, I still believe that this was murder. When George was murdered, I still believe that. I don't believe that it was murder. I've never, I've never been convinced that it was murder. Um, but I had a, a kind of a suspicion of what had happened, right? And my suspicions were confirmed by the body cam footage. But what I had always said from the beginning was, anytime the left gets hysterical about something, and says, you know, this is a grave injustice. More likely than not, it's not a grave injustice. More likely than not, they're wrong. Because they're almost always wrong. And this is really no exception. All right, now let's look at this body cam footage. I see your hands. Stay in the car. Let me see your other hand. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Let me see your other hand. Both hands. Yeah, man. Take a seat. Y'all, I would die here. 
So that's not a pretty situation. I don't imagine most arrests are. If you've ever seen the show Cops or any of the the shows that followed it that were of the same format, you know that most arrests are pretty ugly. A lot of times it's people on drugs doing stupid stuff and the police got to get them off the street or out of their car and, you know, put them in the county jail for a night, maybe take send them to court, maybe send them to prison if it's something serious. But in this particular case, um, he kept resisting arrest. And that's the point that David Harris Jr. makes in his video, that George Floyd was resisting arrest, like seriously resisting arrest, for a long time. Um, I, I, I never really thought it was murder. I, I, don't, I didn't know. I wasn't convinced, right? And here's the reason. Here's the distinction between myself and many of the other people in the media. Even conservatives, which really bothers me a lot that conservatives didn't stand up and say, you know, let's withhold judgment until we have all the facts, right? I feel like I was the only one saying that in my videos, and it just drives me nuts. Everybody was like, oh, this is, this is terrible. The, the police are definitely, like, it definitely looks bad. Like, the police are, are clearly culpable and all this kind of stuff. I, you heard this on Fox News, like, every night, and it just pissed me off. I'm like, what do you mean the police are culpable? You don't even know... You don't know why they did what they did. You don't know exactly what happened. It just drove me nuts that everybody kept saying that, oh, yeah, certainly the police, this was misconduct. They shouldn't have done that. <clears throat> you know, knee, knee to the neck. That, that's, you know, that's really uh, was unnecessary in this case. Like, you don't know. You weren't there. What the hell are you talking about? You don't know what happened before the knee on the neck situation. You, don't, you didn't see any video of that. And that really bugged me that everybody kept saying that. Um, but now we have that footage. Now we can see what was happening. Now we know why the knee on the neck thing happened. Now, you might still think, well, the knee on the neck, that's still an inappropriate way to, to deal with a, you know, this kind of situation. But what you got to understand is, and what I didn't know, and what I don't think hardly anybody knows, is that, that they were trained to do that. That's a technique that they're trained to do. That's, a, that's, a, um, that's an approved 
restraint technique approved by what 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 is it the Minnesota is it Minnesota Minneapolis yeah <clears throat> approved by the whatever it is Minneapolis Police Department Minnesota De, you know police state police I don't know whatever the department is they work for it was approved by them I have an article that I can throw up here somewhere that that uh, talks about that but anyway th- that was what they were trained to do now they didn't initially like take him out of his car and put their knee on his neck and and you know, until he was dead. That was obviously not what happened. As we can see in the body cam footage, they desperately were trying to just get him to go to the jail peaceably, but he refused to do it. He would not go peaceably. He's a really big dude. And they just physically couldn't get him in the car. Now, I don't necessarily think that he was being belligerent just because he was being, just he wanted to be belligerent. I think it was very obvious that he was pretty effed up on drugs right and sometimes when people are effed up on drugs they do stupid things and the stupid thing he was doing was trying to weasel himself out of the arrest any which way he could and since they physically could not get him into the police car i think their technique was to try to wear him down right and their thought was we'll just restrain him here until we can get him worn out and get into the car Right. Or maybe until other officers arrive, they could help get him in the car, something like that. I don't know exactly what their plan was, but that's what it looks like. It looks like they were trying to wear him down. Like when our cat is crazy, he's like screaming and crying. He's very loud cat. Um, What we'll do is we'll get out the uh, laser pointer. And thank you for illustrating my point, Aston. (laughs) We'll get out the laser pointer and we'll run him around the apartment a while until he gets worn out and then he tends to like lie down and go to sleep i think i I think maybe that's what the police were trying to do with george floyd just like wear him down until he was compliant they could get him into the police uh, car and and send him away they clearly weren't trying to do anything abusive to him you see throughout the the video they're just trying to get him in a police car and get him out of there they have no interest in like you know they had a gun on him at the beginning because he wasn't doing the right things with his hands. Now, this is a very critical uh, situation for police. If the police are telling you to put your hands on the wheel or put your hands on your head or something like that, and you're not doing it, and they can't see one of your hands, their concern is that, and justifiably, that you probably have a, a gun somewhere and you're probably going to reach for it. So this is a very critical moment for police. That they have to, do I shoot this guy because I think he's going for a gun? They have to be very careful in this particular instance. Now, they didn't shoot him in that instance, right? They, they recognized that there was no gun there, that he wasn't reaching for a gun, that he was just messed up on drugs, and they did not try to use any kind of lethal force. At no point in this whole incident did they use what they believed, it looks to me, like lethal force. It looks to me like they thought they were restraining him in a way that was non-lethal. And it looks to me like when he passes out, they think that maybe he passed out from the drugs he was on because they could clearly tell that he was on drugs. Now, how often is a police officer trying to get a, you know, a suspect, somebody they're trying to deal with in a police car, trying to make an arrest, and the person passes out from, from drugs that they're on? I imagine that it happens probably not too frequently, but it occasionally probably happens. So I imagine they weren't even probably that concerned when he passed out. Because they might have just thought, well, you know, he was messed up on drugs. He passed out. All right, let's get him to the hospital. I doubt that it even crossed their minds that he was 
that he had died, right? You know. Now, the autopsy showed that he did not die of asphyxiation, that in fact he died of the drug overdose. And then there was a second autopsy which contradicted that. I think that an, aut- uh, an autopsy that was done by a doctor that was hired by the family of George Floyd, if I'm not mistaken. And so this other doctor said, oh, no, no, actually he did die of the knee-on-the-neck situation. Now, the knee-on-the-neck technique, if you want to blame somebody for you know, th- this, this technique killing George Floyd, you've got to blame whoever it is that authorized this particular technique to be used on suspects that were non-compliant, right? The police department, the person who developed the technique, maybe blame somebody like that. But the cop who was just using a technique that he was taught, I don't think can be blamed. All right. Now, what do I mean by George Floyd is the boy who cried wolf? Um, so we see in the footage many instances where George Floyd, messed up on drugs, <clears throat> is screaming some kind of complaint or another. Um, at one point, he says, you know, he's constantly saying, I'm complying, I'm complying. Or, or no, he doesn't say I'm complying. What does he say? He says, uh, I'm not resisting. He says, I'm not resisting. When he clearly is resisting, right? Even his friend is yelling, stop resisting, right? <laughs> He says he's claustrophobic, he says he has anxiety, he says his wrists hurt, he asks if he can sit in the front of the police car, Uh, he asks if the officer will come into the back with him, he says don't leave me alone back there, he asks to crack the window, he slides across the back seat to get on the ground, and he says I want to lay on the ground, I want to be on the ground, so he put himself there on the ground, and most importantly, he said several times, that he can't breathe before the knee-neck restraint was ever used. He was saying, I can't breathe before he was being restrained. And he also said at one point that he said, I'm going to, I'm going to stop breathing. He says, like, just a heads up, I'm going to stop breathing later. It was, it's actually eerie to listen to him say that, but... The point is, he's making all of these claims, you know, which are, I I imagine, are fairly typical things that a desperate criminal does when he's desperately trying to get out of custody. So I, I don't imagine that the police officers had a great deal of sympathy for him when he was when he was desperately telling them that he couldn't breathe. You know what what turned out to be for real. This is the classic Aesop's fable, The Boy Who Cried Wolf. This is The Boy Who Cried Wolf illustrated perfectly, right? Exactly. This is exactly the story. The guy complains about 10 different things, which are not really problems. The cops realize that the vast majority of his concerns and complaints have, up until this point, been just ways that he's trying to weasel out of being arrested, right? He's lying, he's, he's begging, he's, he's tr- trying everything he can to get out of this. So when he finally says, I can't breathe, of course the cops don't believe him. Of course the cops think this is just another excuse. This is just him whining and complaining and moaning again. 
there is this thought that if you can say I can't breathe, you can breathe. Because if you couldn't breathe, you couldn't say that, right? And a lot of people are saying, well, that's not true. You know, sometimes you can exhale and say, and say these things without, but, you know, still have difficult breathing, inhaling. And maybe, maybe that's right. I don't know. I don't know. Um, but it's, that's not really, I, I never really thought that was a compelling argument. I mean, maybe it is a compelling argument. I'd have to, you know, maybe you guys can talk about that in the comments section. If you can, if you can say, I can't breathe, can you breathe? I don't know. But this has become a rallying call for the Black Lives Matter rioters, the, the Antifa rioters. Um, I can't breathe. Everybody's chanting, I can't breathe, I can't breathe. It's just like hands up, don't shoot all over again. Right? The guy never said hands, the guy never said don't shoot. The guy never put his hands up. Right? This is uh, Michael Brown. And uh, in this particular case, George Floyd did definitely say I can't breathe. But he also said a lot of other stuff. And so I think that it's totally plausible to suspect that the police officers just didn't believe him. Because he'd been lying and begging and complaining and trying to weasel out of getting, out of getting arrested for so long up until that point. Um, now, do I think that this is, was it like acceptable that he died? No, uh, no, I don't think it was acceptable that he died. I don't think anybody should die just because they're resisting arrest. I mean, unless they're... <laughs> they found me. Unless they're, uh, um, unless they're resisting arrest in, in a way where they're, like, shooting at the cops or they're resisting arrest, you know, after having, like, like literally just got done, like, raping and murdering somebody or something like, you know, something really vicious where the, co- the cops believe that this person is a danger to the cops or to the rest of society, you know, immediate danger. Yeah, then I could imagine somebody resisting arrest and getting shot or something like that. But in general, I think if you're resisting arrest in the way that George Floyd did, to see somebody die because of that, that that's, that's pretty heartbreaking. That's not a good thing. And I don't think George Floyd should have died as terrible. But I also don't think that it's just purely the cops' fault because the cops were negligent or the cops were, were this was like, they weren't appropriately doing their jobs. I think the cops did everything exactly as they thought they should do it in that in that moment. I don't think they can be held responsible for the death of George Floyd here. Um, that that's what it looks like to me. Now I'm not a I'm not a lawyer. I'm not a police officer. You you guys don't have to take my opinion worth anything, and I'm sure many of you will totally ignore it and totally disagree with me. Um, but you know, that's what I think. I look at this body cam footage and I say, yeah, it looks to me like they did everything they thought was right. And I, and I probably would not say that if the knee on the neck restraint was not an approved technique by the Minnesota State Police or the Minneapolis City Police or wherever they worked. I have to look at that article again. But the police department they worked for taught them that technique they trained them in that technique to be used in such instances. I understand why they were arrested. To appease the mob, right? The, the, they believed, the people in charge believed that if these men were arrested, that it would, it would appease these, these mobs that were going around burning buildings and things like that. Of course it did not appease the mob. 
the truth is these men were arrested you know they're 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 scapegoats right they're arrested in this way to you know for political reasons they shouldn't be in jail right now they shouldn't be even i don't even think they should be facing a trial but there will be some kind of show trial i am desperately hoping that they get off because i i honestly don't believe that they are guilty of anything um that said when there is a show trial and if they are let off there will be more burning there will be more riots there will be more beatings of white store owners there will probably be more police shot there will probably be more innocent people shot probably white people being shot by black people because of some kind of feelings of resentment or you know the narrative that cnn is pushing the narrative that democrat leaders are pushing uh um Mayor Wheeler in Portland and, and a lot of these other Democrat politicians, Nancy Pelosi. This narrative, this this uh, white cops killing unarmed black men, this uh, you know black genocide they're talking about. This infuriates people. This divides people. This makes a lot of people, both black, white, Asian, Hispanic, whatever, racist against white people. Right? It makes them hate the police. It makes them. And, and a lot of times Trump is blamed. A lot of times Republicans are blamed. You know, just white people generally are blamed. And the Democrats are causing division and hatred in the country by exacerbating this problem, by saying, look, you know, this is systemic racism. We've got a long way to go. We've got all these problems in America. We've got to fix them, blah, 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 blah. It's like, please stop. Recognize that we are, in fact, not a racist country. I just made another video about this. I'm going to post it in a little bit about, about Google. Google has started to put on their maps this thing where it says, you can mark your business as a black-owned business. Boy, do I have a lot to say about that. Well, that's, that's the next video coming out here tomorrow. But it's, it's mental. The way this, this, this country's going, it's, it's... Anyway, I won't get too much into that. All I have to say for this video, for this topic, is that the guy was resisting arrest, seriously resisting arrest. He was actively trying to get out of this situation. He was, like, lying to the police over and over again and complaining and whining and saying, you know, overreacting, being exaggerating his... the level of, I don't know what you would call it, like, discomfort or pain that he was in. Um... So that when he finally, what you know, couldn't breathe and was saying, "I can't breathe," they just didn't believe him. It was the boy who cried wolf, and that was the tragedy of the story. That was the tragedy of the story in Aesop's fable, and it was the tragedy of this actual event. And they martyred George Floyd. They treated him like royalty. Did you see? He had like three televised funerals or something like that, or memorial services. They had very important people speaking at at these events and you know thousands of people i think were crowded around you know the whole george floyd situation where other people's grandparents were dying and they couldn't go to the funerals because of coronavirus but everybody could go to george floyd's funeral because he was so important the truth is he was just a guy who was on drugs he was non-compliant the police did what they were trained to do the guy died what looks like of a drug overdose, although that's contested. 
And then this cop was blamed for using excessive force, even though he did what he was trying to do. I, I mean, to me, it's a, it's a really ugly, messed up situation. I don't actually think it would have stopped the riots, though, because I just think those guys were looking for a reason. If it wasn't the George Floyd situation, it may have been something else. I think a lot of the people who were involved in the riots and the looting, they were just you know, cooped up in home for too long because of the coronavirus. They needed an outlet for their frustration, and they used this George Floyd situation to, as a sort of pretense for right, righteous indignation. They went out and said, you know, there's an issue, I'm going to fight it, and because I'm right, it doesn't matter what I do. That, that's a lot of what the left does, right? The, 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 the ends justify the means. If we can get better legislation in to protect black people, it's okay if we burn down a few Target stores. It's okay if we beat a few white store owners. It's okay if we kill a few cops. It's okay if violent crime, you know, goes up, you know, a million times. It's okay if um, we defund the police. <laughs> it's a it's okay if all this crime happens and places burn and there's all this crazy... It's okay if everybody becomes racist against white people. That's okay as long as we get some minor legislation in place that we believe helps black people but probably actually doesn't. I mean, the left is crazy. The left is crazy. All right, well, that's it for me. And remember, it's not that our liberal friends are ignorant. It's just that they're crazy. Good night. I am eternally optimistic and I happen to believe that we've made great progress from... The days when I was young and when this country didn't even know it had a racial problem. The goal for all of us should be that one day things will be done neither because of nor in spite of any of the differences between us.